Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. ESPN 690 and Jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Well, maybe we got a lot to talk about today. Urban Meyer should never talk. At least this soon he shouldn't. Tom Brady, is he headed toward retirement? Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote? Where to do it? It's tough. It's tough, especially if you don't like steroids. Jeff Passan with the latest on the MLB and Players Association and what they want. And, oh, baby, do the Jags have themselves some competition. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they wanted to get this sucker done early, they could have, I think, maybe. Maybe they couldn't have. Maybe everybody was going to wait. All the candidates were going to wait smartly because now the candidates have some leverage out there potentially. Mm -hmm. If you can't get a job in this coaching cycle... You may never be a head coach. Very true. <laughs> there are nine of them. Yeah. Nine now that Sean Payton has resigned, and I guess there was a little smoke about this happening. I would assume he just wants some time off. It's not like you can go say, hey, Sean, what do you think about Trevor Lawrence? No. Because wouldn't that slide to the top of your list? Well, I mean, you have to give up something to get Sean Payton because he's there for 2024. If he takes this year off, yeah, I mean, even if they he still have off, yeah. him. So, I mean, you'd be giving up some at least draft capital, I would say if you were to get Sean Payton, but usually a guy doesn't step away from the game and then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, he goes, you know what, I want to go coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but you might say I want Trevor Lawrence instead of these knuckleheads that I have a quarterback. Yeah, I just don't think you're going to step away from New Orleans and the Saints after all the success that you had there and I say I want to go coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but might be worth a phone call. <laughs> no, I, I mean, hey, give him a holler, see what's up. But Do you, yeah. Is it... Is it uh, you know, you got a guy with the Super Bowl out there in Doug Peterson, and not everybody, you'd think that would be so high on everybody's list. And, hey, Doug Peterson's go watch out in Minnesota, watch out in Chicago, watch out in Denver, watch out in Jacksonville, watch out in New York, everywhere. It's not been the case. That's not been the smoke on Doug Peterson. In fact, it's gone quiet and at times almost dark mm -hmm. on the Doug Peterson front. Jim Caldwell's getting more activity right now this week than Doug Peterson. Odd, very odd to me. He's got a Super Bowl trophy in his case a few years ago, Sean Payton. If Sean Payton were to say, hey, I would like to go somewhere else, even if it includes compensation, is he clearly the best guy available out there and you kind of rip up everything you've done to this point and go try to interview him and hire him? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, from a play-calling standpoint, from a, a developing a quarterback standpoint, and obviously offensive-minded head coaches right now are kind of the in thing in the NFL. I definitely think Sean Payton would be the guy to get. I also think, like, Doug Peterson has it cooled off a little bit for sure, but maybe that's because he's already made up his mind. On where to go or yeah. not to go? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's possible. I mean, like, maybe it's, it's all about a formality in terms of just a press conference to confirm it, but, like, maybe a, a team out there is like, yep, Doug Peterson's coming here and there's no reason of doing more interviews. Like, Doug Peterson already knows what he wants, possibly. Well, I thought that to be the yeah. case, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think I've, I've kind of said that over time. I think we forget that it might not be the Jags, especially just because we talk about the Jags all the time saying, hey, uh, Doug Peterson's not on our radar. It might have been like, oh, we've already moved on from Doug Peterson because he said 
were probably like fourth on his list. Yeah. So how good is Sean Payton, though? I mean, do you think he'll coach again at some point? Is he just taking a break? Um, I mean, I have no idea. You know, it's it's really hard to say because we don't know to the extent of what she's walking away. I mean, you know, if you walk away this time of year, um, it could be health concerns. It could be family concerns. So I'm, I'm not going to speak on, you know, on behalf of Sean Payton until I get more of the information. But, um, you know, I mean, he, he's a coach. And if you're walking away, you probably got a dang good reason why. And, you know, if it's something that you can overcome and you can get back in the game, then I definitely see that happening because coaches, you know, it's hard for them to walk away. I mean, they um, they, <laughs> they usually stick around until someone's got to say, hey, you probably shouldn't be doing this anymore. And Sean Payton's not even close to doing that right now. Yeah. Uh, do you think the did he screw the Saints by waiting this long? Or do you think they maybe have a contingency plan? Uh, could be a guy like Carmichael who's uh, on the staff. I think he's been in New Orleans a long, long time with Peyton. Mm -hmm. Or do they start saying, hey, let's go poach Dallas again and try Kellen Moore. By the way, Kellen Moore, a name who has really cooled off. No, for sure. Um, Aaron Glenn's another name being thrown around, a guy that I really like right now, defensive coordinator in Detroit. They're going to, I think, interview him pretty soon. Um, that's at least what Ian Rappaport's saying. I can definitely see Aaron Glenn becoming the head yeah. coach of the New Orleans Saints, has history there, is definitely a player's coach, but still runs that old-school type of demeanor. Um, I wanted the Jaguars to get him back a defensive coordinator a couple years ago. So there's definitely options out there. One could wonder, you know, do they take a look at Byron Leftwich, uh, a guy who is in their division, um, obviously is probably on their radar, worked with Jameis Winston before, so I'm sure they can kind of pick Jameis Winston's brain a little bit and get a feel for what Byron Leftwich brings to the table. But I think New Orleans has a, definitely a lot of options. They still have talent. I get it. They don't have the quarterback right now. But you got Alvin Kamara, um, Michael Thomas <laughs> remains to be seen. But it's, you know, it's a great city. I think it's a great franchise, and there is some talent still on that team. Well, here's the thing, too, uh, and uh, Valley Sports Sun says Brian Flores, um, and maybe. Uh, and that's like free promotion for Valley's, by the way. I mean, they're just like their account, Valley Sports Heat. That's like all in on the Valley Sports stuff. Um, what's really interesting on the Saints front is I think they're against the cap as well. Right. Yeah. And so would you just reset it? And would resetting it mean Michael Thomas comes available? Um, Alvin Kamara, they just signed. I think that's such a centerpiece without a quarterback that you almost have to keep him. Mm -hmm. But do some of these players come available that have some hefty contracts? And I would say specifically Michael Thomas. It might be another way to explore. And I know everybody's that. hey, like I'd rather have Godwin coming off an ACL. I'm just saying it throws another guy in the market, which makes another likely chance that the Jags get one of the guys, you know, yeah. uh, from a receiving standpoint to help Trevor Lawrence out. So interesting to see what the Saints do. Do they just completely try to reset this thing? Yeah. Because right now, I mean, I just have a hard time believing they have a quarterback. I mean, Jameis Winston could be it still, but I don't know if we know for sure after a half a year or not even that. And I, what's his name? I, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, Taysom Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, Taysom Hill solely got the contract, it feels like, because of Sean Payton. And yeah. so you have to go get somebody who believes in you the way Sean Payton believes in you, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure that exists. No, not at all. I mean, it could void the end for, for Taysom Hill or at least – you know, taking a pay cut in some sort of capacity for sure. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, there's definitely options now for the New Orleans Saints, though. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting to, to – that, what a development. I mean, I just said this. I tweeted this out. There are more – see if I'm right. There are more head coaching vacancies mm -hmm. than quarterback holes in the NFL. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, like, 
Pittsburgh's looking for a quarterback. Correct. Right? Yes. Um, nobody else in the AFC East right now. They feel like they have their guy. AFC North, uh, you go Baltimore, they got their guy. Cincy, they got their guy. And I think Cleveland's rolling with Baker Mayfield for another year, it sounds like. Uh, for now, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. even if you want to throw them in the list. But I think right now they're going to go that way. It sounds like they're going that way. Uh, then you got the Jags. You've got Tennessee. They're they're locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wentz is locked in, at least for now. I mean, they could make moves, but they're locked in, at least financially, sure. to, to Carson Wentz. Houston's, Houston's our guy. Right, yeah. I would say. I'm not going to give Davis Mills that kind of nod. Uh, Denver's looking for one. Yep. Um, and then you got everybody else well, right now. The, the Raiders, are, are they going to resign Carr? Or yeah, what's I think up with right him? now, let's assume they, they keep him. He's got another year. Okay. So at least under contract for another year. Uh, then you got the, the NFC East has a lot, right? You got Washington. You got potentially the Giants. I'll give you that one. Um, not right now for the Eagles. They say Hertz is going to be their guy. And obviously there's well, that's, Prescott. That's what they say, though. Come on. I know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying right now, currently, like you have more head coaching vacancies. I mean, there are going to be nine filled jobs, too. But Aaron Rodgers right now, he's in Green Bay. Minnesota has cousins. Uh, Detroit, I Carolina, would say, is open. Carolina. Oh, you're getting rid of my conferences too quick. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, who did I miss in the AFC North? Chicago. They've got their quarterback. Okay, I give you Carolina. Um, okay. Who else? Uh, Atlanta. Ryan, yeah. Uh, New Orleans fits this yeah. as an open quarterback spot. Yeah. Tampa, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then in the West, you you've got everybody locked in, don't you? At least for now, we'll see well, what happens with Russell. Russell yeah. But Might again, some of the, if those guys are going to fill some of these other vacancies, so we just went through and we just said right now, go into yep. 2000 and rent these off season right now mm-hmm. on these teams. Eight teams are missing quarterbacks, or at least trying to replace quarterbacks or find their next quarterback right now. Sure. There are nine head coaches. Yeah, man. There are nine head coaches out there. I mean, that's insane in the NFL. Everybody's always looking for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And like we just said, I mean, some of these teams that might open up jobs, well, they're going to fill other voids. You know, Aaron Rodgers might leave Green Bay and open that up, but he's going to go to Denver. Yeah. So, uh, wild. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's how crazy the cycle is right now. Yeah. It's nuts, man. And what does it mean for the Jags? Is it too much competition? Or are they so it far depends. down the road that it doesn't matter? I mean, it, it depends how valuable you think this Jaguars job is. <sighs> it's yeah. a, it depends where on the rankings do you think Trevor Lawrence fits. It depends where you think, you know, no state tax fits in terms of the, the grand scheme of things. You know, if, if Trevor Lawrence is really truly that one-in-a-generational type of quarterback, then one would think this job is still mighty attractive. I, I, I lean towards... Just regarding the bad optics, regarding, I think, the way, you know, ownership has handled things. And now with, with Trent Balky, I think it's moved down a peg in terms of how coveted this Jaguar spot is. I think the Saints job is more coveted, despite the salary cap. I think the Vikings is more coveted. I think the Bears is more coveted, despite the salary cap once again. Um, you know, obviously the Raiders, I mean, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, if they bring their old guy back or if they're going to go in a new direction. But I think that job is more coveted. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get like Trevor Lawrence is the piece and everything, and, and you like to tout him out. But I think it's even more than just a quarterback. Uh, I think it's, it's a lot more than a quarterback. I don't think this team right now, in terms of the sexiness is a big draw to coaches. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they go and get the guy. Um, you know, maybe Jim Caldwell does come here. Maybe Doug Peterson pulls a, a fast one and does come here. Um, you know, I think Byron Leftwich, you know, when we started this whole conversation, he was more of a, a tier two guy um, than a tier one guy to me because I had Doug Peterson and Jim Caldwell ahead of him. Maybe Byron Leftwich comes here. 
But I feel like if you miss out on your first three candidates, or at least the first three guys that we expect um, to get the, the most praise, the most signing, then I think you have issues. And then I think it kind of tells you where your team is at right now in terms of interest level. Yeah, uh, I think all good points. You know, I, I think uh, hmm, I, I I think the Jags is still from an, an industry wide standpoint. Okay? okay, not our standpoint, not perception, not what you're reading in the you know everywhere else or, or seeing everywhere else. I think for people looking at the Jags job, I do think like you can't you can say some bad things about this job, but you can't just dismiss salary cap problems in New Orleans and Chicago. Just the same, you can't dismiss there's been dysfunction in Jacksonville, right? Sure. So I think those are like, I think people in their mind think, okay, I can go fix the culture and I can go win if I have the pieces in place and I can go get the pieces in place and I can almost build this thing. But if I got to go chopping block first and then go build it without a quarterback in place and, and who knows what, um, it's hard for me to see that vision. That's why New Orleans to me I think is a little questionable because I don't have a quarterback uh, and I don't have dollars, and I probably don't have the plethora of dra- draft picks. All that, all these things that Jacksonville has. To me, Jacksonville's a way better job right now than New Orleans is. Interesting. Uh, way better from an in- again from an industry standpoint. If I'm going, if I've got the two, now I, I'm not. I don't know what they're telling me. Uh, I don't know what but they're going to give me infrastructure wise. You're, you're saying if you're a head coach, so you're taking Jacksonville over New Orleans. Oh yeah. Okay. Big time. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's really close right now. Cause so then what, where, where does Jacksonville rank on? Uh, I mean, because Jacksonville, they have the number one pick. Jacksonville has the most salary cap space. So then maybe I'm wrong. To you, where does Jacksonville rank in, in this coaching well, yeah. hire right now? I think I've been pretty honest uh, all along where I think Minnesota right now, for me as a coach, that mm-hmm. I think I could go win and just boom, take it to the next level. I think Minnesota is that place for me. Well, now, keep in mind, they have, they have the fourth highest salary cap right now. They I know, have to adjust got, things. But so they, they got to fix things, they, too. They've got to fix. Uh, and I know fixing is, in your words, easier than, than, some t- than it used to be. I just think they have a lot in place that I don't need to go fill holes to. Like, I mean, i got to get better. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's things I'm not going to like. Well, you, you, but know, I you got, have to lose things, too. I, and probably got to lose a little bit here. Yeah. But I don't have to lose this. I probably don't have to lose Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, Cousins. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty damn good place to start. Okay, That's way better than Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I, I can't find that. I don't know if I'm going to find that in the draft or in free agency in Jacksonville. I can keep my fingers crossed that I will, mm-hmm. but I just don't know it. I know what I have in Minnesota, and I kind of like that um, so far. I think Denver is very intriguing even without the quarterback because they have a lot in place to be able to take it to the next level. Again, what were they, like a 6-7? They were a 7-win team, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's without a quarterback, and they have a lot of nice pieces. They're attractive to some of these guys that might want to move from Watson to Wilson to Rodgers to whoever else. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if I have to stopgap that a little bit with a QB, I think that QB could potentially be successful. I think Denver's a pretty damn good job right now uh, in the league. I think then it's Jacksonville and Chicago. Man. Uh, okay. um, because I think it just depends who you buy into you have them over the Raiders? Uh, oh, yeah, that's fair. I would say the Raiders. Yeah, I would say the Raiders. Yeah, that, that's a good call. Um, I think the Raiders are right there. And then I probably go even above the Giants, uh, above New Orleans. Um, I put Chicago. Just depends who I like as a – right? I got to get in there and see. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do I like? Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. I, I'm high on both of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I got to talk to the people and see what I got. I think I have more good players in Chicago, but I have more flexibility to bring my own players in in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, and the golf courses are nicer in Jacksonville. 
well, maybe not nice or automatic all the time, but they actually, you could play mm. a lot more year-round. Mm. Um, so, uh, who did I miss in those jobs? Uh, Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins is up there, too. Mm-hmm. I maybe should slide Ra- Dolphins right after the Raiders, talent-wise. They, I mean, they got they had some pieces. Yeah, so that means I would put the Jags in the fifth or sixth hole. Okay. I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, I would say those top four jobs are Minnesota, Denver. And Denver doesn't have to be fourth but it, or second, but it's in that mix. I think that's a top four job right now. Mm-hmm. So I think Denver, uh, I think Miami, I think Minnesota, and I think uh, Vegas. Okay. And then I have Jacksonville and Chicago. I got to debate where to go. Okay. And then I have uh, Houston and the Giants um, and the Saints. And the Texans? Yeah, Houston. Houston, the Giants, and the Saints. Saints. Okay, gotcha. In the bottom three. So I got a top four, a middle two, and a bottom three. Gotcha. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think I could could sign up for that. Okay. Um, What's the worst job? Uh, I I would probably say the worst job because you have a headache with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'd probably give them the the worst shot at at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Giants a mess? Giants are a mess over the salary cap. Quarterback needs work. You do have some pieces there if they can stay healthy. Um, large market, though, which, you know, some coaches, I think that they're and into that. That's how you feel like you and want the tradition. cooker, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I would probably I'd put the Giants over the Texans for sure, but I still have them in the bottom tier. And you like the Saints a lot more than me. I do. Yeah. I, I think they still have a lot of pieces um, to be successful, a lot of great leadership. Um, I think, you know, organizationally, I, I don't remember a lot of bad optics set aside from the whole bounty gate thing and then the pain pill thing, but that was a long time ago. And um, if, if you want to go tit for tat with the bad optics of the Saints versus the Jaguars, it doesn't even come close. So I would probably go, I'd probably trust the, the, the management of the Saints right, a lot more right now than the Jaguars. And in terms of GM, I mean, I don't know who the Saints GM, GM even is, but once again, I mean, if you, you put the bulky factor in that as well, I think the Saints' job is more attractive. Interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, it'd be, uh, be a great question. I'm sure they've done this a little bit, but now that the Saints' job opens up, it'd be great to get uh, <clears throat> Mike Tannenbaum uh, and execs. <laughs> be a great question to ask the execs, seriously. Yeah. Like, what's the best job from your view? Mm-hmm. And, and, again, I do think there's an element of this. Like, if anybody goes for a job interview, until you actually get in a room, same thing for the people hiring, mm-hmm. but same for the people being hired, mm-hmm. is what's a fit, right? What feels good? What what do they say in the direction is? What are they going to promise me? I will say this. The last coach that got hired here, Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. I mean, Shad Khan said, all right, we'll go get a performance center done and spend $160 million with the help of the city. You know, we'll go do this and bring all this stuff into the stadium and kind of reconfigure the stadium where we can. Like, made a lot of concessions, you know, to showcase that, all right, if that's what you need, that's what you need. And also hired like 500 people to be on the staff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I do think this is, I know there's been dysfunction. I think there's been a lot to not like about the organization, especially recently. But I also think Shot is willing to give somebody he hires as many resources as possible as long as that person has a plan and, and lays it out for him. Mm. I think he's shown that. Yeah, well, well then hopefully who, he gives that new guy possibly a new GM then as well. 
<laughs> for, for resources. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's and that's that why would be by the, the way, biggest resource. That's why, by the way, I've been convinced all along that that head coach will get a lot of say in that. Sure. Because he has been pretty. His big hire has always kind of had, okay, what do you need? What do you? What, what should we do? From Coughlin, even though he wasn't the head coach, but he was the big hire in that part. Yeah. And then Urban last year, most recently. And I do think the biggest part of the hire is not going to be bulky, even if Herb, even if Shad sees it that way. This is his hire. This is the guy that's going to help make the calls. So do you think whoever the head coach is going to be for the Jacksonville Jaguars, do you think Shad Khan's going to go, hey, I'm going to leave it up to you to pick the head coach? Oh, I'm sorry, the, pick the GM? Or is Shad Khan going to go, Hey, you know what? Welcome to the Jaguars. By the way, we're going to keep Trent Bulky because I really like him and I'm the owner. I don't see that happening. Okay. I don't see that happening. So then one would assume that whoever's the next head coach is going to fire Trent Bulky then. Well, that's been my thinking all along. I'm not going to waver from that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I've been saying that, and I think that's going to happen for a month now. I like it. Um, We'll see if I'm right or wrong. I didn't tweet it, so maybe I'll be right. Yeah. Well, hey, you remember, man, if you're wrong. I uh, probably did tweet it. If you're wrong, I wait that apology, and I can't wait for that one. Uh, we're all guessing, baby. Byron Leftwich interviewed today with the Jacks. We know that. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff coming out of Chicago now. I will say this. It's kind of like. Polls, Ryan Poles, he's the higher. Like, who the hell knows Ryan Poles? Nobody. But yeah, all the but national media guys are going to be like, man, what a great hire. I think I just saw, like, Field Yates. This isn't a good hire. This is a great hire. And yeah. when they say that, I'm like, why the hell is Trent Bulky still here? Yeah. <laughs> like, Because he's got a fan in Shad Khan, man. But, but you do have to say, you know this, right? We know this. We know how this cycle works. Yeah. Every national media person is going to say this is a great hire. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, I'm, most of them. Yeah. I mean, most that's, of them. That's kind of where the games run. Yeah. But. My guess is Ryan Poles is a pretty good source at times. Yeah, but <laughs> I would say that in the in grand scheme of things, if you hire from the Bills, if you hire from the Chiefs, yeah, it's probably, probably, right. probably going to be okay. You're not hiring from the Texans, not really hiring too much from the Jaguars. So, mm. yeah. It's all good. Might be okay. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I mean, Eric Bietemi's got to get a job in this cycle, doesn't he? You would Nine hope so. Nine openings. You would hope so. We'll be back. We didn't do enough to win a football game. Um, obviously, we're, we're pretty hurt in this building today. You know, we wish we were getting ready for... Another game, um, you know, but at the end of the day, it wasn't meant to be, and uh, we'll use this as uh, as knowledge as we go forward and um, use this as experience and let this fill the fire. That is Josh Allen, I assume. Buffalo Bills quarterback. He's unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's impressive, man. I can't remember a player. I'm trying to say this, but I should make sure I know what I'm saying. Okay. But I can't remember a player mm-hmm. that many people in a four-year span would have wrote off and been like, all right, this guy ain't going to be very good. To now might say, and I'd take him over almost anybody in the league. I mean, it's, listen, Derek Carr has turned his career around. He had a nice year. Nobody's saying that kind of stuff about Derek Carr. They're still wondering if they should resign him or keep him this year in Vegas, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think Derek Carr is going to always carry that underrated label to him. Yeah. For whatever reason, until he was the big one. I don't know if he has a ceiling like Josh Allen's hitting right now either. Like Derek Carr, I think, can be an effective quarterback. He's a pretty good quarterback. I don't know if he can be that. 
And True. so from the, I mean, again, the rookie year, like Jalen Ramsey wasn't wrong the rookie season, <laughs> I think, of Josh Allen. Like, he was bad. Yeah. He wasn't good. Yeah. So, and he didn't look good. Like, there were a lot of things. This one, th- like, you, I think you could measure up some stats. Heck, even might even throw some, like, I mean, Trevor stats in there. But I just think the eye test of Josh Allen said he didn't look good at all. Like, lost, all those things. So, yeah, so Josh Allen, his rookie year, went five and six, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, rushing, he would have had his rookie year. Um, I can't even find it, but yeah, I'm Probably sure you're going to go down a couple more yeah. on pro football focus or pro football reference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't obviously a good season for him. But now, you would take that in Jacksonville of Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. One year or not? What do you do? Ten and twelve. He had fifty-two percent completion rate versus 52%, Trevor fifty-nine in twelve and seventeen. Uh, two thousand seventy-four passing yards and how many touchdowns he had rushing the ball? Yeah, I mean, actually, I think Trevor's. I mean, he, Trevor, he Trevor was like thirty-five hundred yards. Okay. I mean, he had more interceptions, but I think he had more productivity. Okay. Uh, how many games was that for Josh? Because two thousand yards is not a lot passing. Uh, I think it was fourteen. Oh wow, that many games! Wow. So yeah, he really didn't. Throw oh, I'm sorry. No, he he only had he started 11 games. Sorry. Okay. 11 games. So he started 11 games. I mean, Trevor yeah. played 17 games, had 17 picks. Mm-hmm. Josh had 11 games, 12 picks, mm-hmm. and he only threw for 2,000 yards. You know, his completion percentage way down. So I, I think it's listen. And then it, it's not much of a difference. But well, I, I don't know if I would say yeah, I'd take that over Trevor. But then he had 631 rushing yards as well. Okay. And Trevor had what like 350s or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, that's not the moral of the story. The, mm-hmm. the point is, it's unbelievable the meteoric rise of of Allen. And what a credit to Dable. And that's why he's kind of hot right now. And I was thinking of that today. Is there a mystery candidate potentially for the Jags? Not like a mystery candidate like you've never heard of his name. I'm just saying a mystery candidate like, wait a minute, this could make some sense. Like there's a lot of people it seems like that think, and myself included, that thinks Dable is going to end up in New York. Mm -hmm. Well, is there a chance that they might have some interest in Dable as well and could bring him down and then, I mean, if I'm Dable, wouldn't I much prefer going to work with Trevor Lawrence than... Maybe a Daniel Jones or whoever's next. Uh, I think Miami's in the mix for Dable as well. There's been some reports and rumors out of there that that would be a fit, and I could see that with Tua and say, okay, I got stuff to work with down there if I'm Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. But I guess, like, I have not heard Dable to the Jags at all. Like, yeah. And so my point in this story is, okay, a guy like Peyton pops up. Oh, wait a minute now. Like, take a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dable really, when I, heard, when I saw some stuff on Dable today, and you just really look at what he did with Josh Allen, I mean, shoot, shouldn't they call him and be like, all right, let's let's at least investigate this because I see where that guy is down. And there's a lot of right stuff in the organization in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dable's a big part of it. No, he definitely is, you know. And and you see the, the play calling showcased. You know, I mean, yes, the Bills lost the AFC Divisional game, but it wasn't because of that offense and Ryan Dable, okay? I think a lot more blame goes on the defense. I just think that, yeah, you can definitely reach out to him, and I would. And did he get interviewed last go-around or not? You know, I think he did. I haven't really looked back at some of the articles from last year, and I had all this time. We probably should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought he did, but I can't remember if that's exact. I, I know he was – let's just say this. There, were a lot, there was a lot more buzz about him in Jacksonville last year 
as being a potential candidate, at the very least, than there was this year. Yeah, so... I mean, I'm not sure if Shad Khan's already had a good idea of what Dable brings to the table in terms of the interview, kind of like Biennemi. You know, I mean, Biennemi's been kind of quiet, especially in Jacksonville. He did interview the last go-around during the Urban Meyer era. I just think with Dable, though, I mean, and I'm not sure, like, what he's looking for in terms of, of a new team to coach, but one would think that New York now having a GM who he's familiar with, that that he's worked with before, that he has a... I would say a pretty good relationship with that would only help things in terms of getting Dable to coach your team. Yeah. Um, I just think the Jags should take a look. And, and by the way, I, I don't know. There are two mystery guys to me in terms of this cycle. Like why aren't the Jags looking at Dable uh, and why haven't they been even before the playoff run? I think he had earned it. Uh, and the McDaniel situation. Like I want to see what comes out of the McDaniel situation with all these hires. There are nine coaching jobs and McDaniels isn't rumored to get any of them. But I also haven't heard concretely, unless I've missed it, that McDaniels is just going to stay in New England, and he said he's not interested, and he's just going to be that guy that hopefully someday takes over for, for Bill Belichick. Like, I understand the logic there, by the way. I understand that's been floated before, but that has not been uttered by anybody, I don't believe, at least from a confirmation standpoint, that McDaniels isn't interested in any of these jobs. But it appears that way because his name is not on anybody's list from a report standpoint. I mean, I think McDaniels is probably looking for the perfect job. Well, this there's is nine a, of them. But One of them doesn't a, fit. But a perfect job? Well, Minnesota's good, I think. I mean... Is it with Kirk Cousins, though? Is it perfect? Yeah, maybe not. I don't know if the perfect... I mean, okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I just don't know what the perfect job is. I would say Bruce Arians walking away and Tom Brady coming back would be the perfect job for Josh McDaniels. Okay. But I, I just think that... Josh McDaniels can't afford another go-around like he had in Denver. Now, I'm sure he's learned a lot from that experience. I'm sure he's learned a lot under Belichick, and he's learned a lot from the Patriots' way. But I just think that he's built up enough rapport now. I mean, you saw what, you know, and say what you want about the, the Patriots' offense, but I think Mac Jones showcased that this year, you know, in terms of stats, in terms of wins, he's the best rookie quarterback uh, in the class. Now, that can definitely change next season. We'll see what Trevor Lawrence can bring to the table, Justin Fields and company. But you saw what he's able to do with Mac Jones. I think he's just minding his time until that perfect opportunity presents himself because when it does, I think he'll be the favorite. Like, I think if Josh McDaniels came out, to, came out today and said, hey, I want to be head coach someplace, I think the phones would be off the hook. Uh, I think that they would. I mean, yeah. how, how could they not? So I just think McDaniels has built up the rapport to say, this, is, this might be my last go-around as a head coach. I want to make sure I'm in the perfect spot because I've earned that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Schefter just tweeted this out. For the divisional round of the NFL players, four games averaged 38 million viewers, uh, which resulted in a duplicated total of over 152 million. It's uh, the average of 38 million is the highest divisional round average on record. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I guess we're not worried in talking about NFL ratings anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that topic isn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that certainly changed. Um, uh, and nobody is surprised by that, of course. Uh, so anyway, I'm just curious about, I still, I'm always leery of this with Shad. Shad's always so quiet that I still... I'm telling you, there's usually somebody in the mix or talked to or whatever that, that we find out down the road that really wasn't that high on the list. So again, every name is, gets floated, you know, sooner or later. Mm -hmm. um, heck, Dabo Swinney's name has probably been floated. But um, you just don't hear a lot of smoke, and I think there's always somebody under that radar that nobody really knows, like, hey, they were more interested in this guy than you think they were. 
and I wonder who that is, and I wonder why Dable wouldn't be that guy. I scratch my head a little bit on this process for the Jags, not looking at what McDaniels did with Mac Jones and and really trying to lure him in. Um, and, and, again, they easily could have vetted that out, and he said, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Easily could have. And Dable is another one. I just don't know how you can't look at what they've done in Buffalo and what he's done in Buffalo. And by the way, if you made an early move on Dable, which is a little tough because they made a run in the playoffs, could you then have had, was it Joe Shane, the the GM that got hired? Would Dable then say, hey, I'm not going to work with, I don't want to work with Bulky, but I got a guy in mind. You know, and then you could have had that set up potentially in Jacksonville. It'll be something to watch down the road. Or, or maybe even you fired Bulky sooner than you go hire Joe Shane first, and then he brings in, you know, Dable. Yeah. Same thing. Which, by the way, I'm still not convinced that happens in New York. Yeah. I'm I mean, not convinced. Who knows? Yeah. Right? I mean, because if you're happen, Dable, do you really, like, listen, hey, Joe, I like you. You're great. I think you're going to be really good, but I don't know if I want to go work with Daniel Jones, or I don't know what the quarterback situation is. Meanwhile, I could go to A, B, C team, and I know what the quarterback situation is. Yeah, but we know how the NFL works. That's all about who you know. Yeah, true. And, and like, I'm not sure what kind of relationship they, they have. I mean, they could hate each other as far as I know, so I'm not sure, like, how close they are. But I know if I'm a head coach and I'm going to a brand-new environment, if I have a general manager that I'm comfortable with, that I know, that I've worked with before, to me, that's definitely a clear-cut advantage because that manager knows what I'm looking for also in players. Uh, yeah, uh, that's true. Let's get South Beach Gary on the line early on a Tuesday. How are you all doing, guys? Good. Doing Were good, man. surprised that uh, Tennessee let go several defensive assistants today? Um... I don't know if I'd be surprised by that. I don't think they've really figured out their defense on a consistent basis under Mike Vrabel, really, over the years. I mean, they've tried to add talent. And Nine sacks was pretty good. Huh? Nine sacks was pretty good. Yeah, but I think, like I said, I think they have peaks and valleys on their defense. I think they have times where they go away and give up 30-plus points. I don't know where they even rank defensively this year. I know they've put a lot of attention on their defense, and I think they had way more sacks this year than they did last year. I do think that from a total. Um, yeah, but, but they I, lost the game because of Tannehill, though, not because of their defense. Yeah, but you're talking a one-game sample, man. I mean, the season's long. That's what people forget. I mean, they're not making these decisions based on one game. If that was the case, then the whole Bills defensive staff would have been fired <laughs> on Monday morning. I mean, we got to stop with just the one game stuff. I mean, this is this is a this is a compilation. So, no, I, I don't. I'm not surprised by that. But again, Vrabel. It's amazing. Vrabel has won, and they've been so effective because of culture and style of football. But it's really not about what his defense has done. If you look at his defense since he's been in Tennessee, it's been pretty average, yeah. for the most part. So I think he's trying to find the right mix, South Beach Gary, um, to be honest with you. So, right. Thanks, guys. Uh, and I mean, yeah, they have better players than they had. Where did they rank defensively this well, year? I mean, they, they fired the linebackers coach, assistant special teams coach, assistant defensive line coach, and strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, so, so. assistants. Strength and, strength and conditioning is usually a pretty significant one. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, so, well, hey, by the way. You know why they fired the strength and conditioning coach? Why you got? What's up? Because I think they were at 88 transactions. Oh, from injuries? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so they're basically saying, and by the way, that's been investigated here in the past. Yes. When you have a lot of soft tissue injuries and other things like that, and, and they look at the strength and conditioning coach, or they've, looked, they've investigated the field surface here at the practice fields, remember? How many did they have this year in soft tissue injuries with uh, the Jaguars? Oh, not many. I mean, I will say that part yeah. worked for the— 
Urban. I remember that was a big. Urban's thing. thing on that was pretty good. Okay. I mean, I think the Jags overall were pretty healthy. Okay. Overall, now they had some huge injuries, right? Which are just football things. I don't think as more kind of how you run your program things. Um, I think it's safe to say that might have been the best part of Urban's regime here. Not only that he was able to, whatever their program was, they kept more guys healthy uh, in totality. I, th- I think it's fair to say that. Again, they had some monster injuries. James, ETN, DJ Chark. Uh, but overall, they had less of those kind of injuries. And they're going to build a performance center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's basically what Urban left us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Urban's talking. Why is he talking? Like, Urban's... I just feel like Urban's lost it. If you saw what he said, we'll, we'll go over right, some then. of the things that he said. Uh, coming up, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 as we continue to look at all these coaching hires in the NFL and how it impacts the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, sure. Uh, sure, I don't know if it would be a book, but, you know, I made some mistakes and, and uh, we didn't win enough games and uh, we should have done better. I'm not ashamed to say that. We've had great success in college. I took over a team that lost a lot, but I really believe that we had good enough players to win more than we should have. Was it a Super Bowl team? I don't know if that we're there yet. I think it's not going to be long before they turn that thing uh, because there are very good players in that organization. Uh, the owner is a good owner and great owner, and he's just, you know, you got to build a new facility, which we one's on the books right now. It's got to you just change the, <clears throat> just got to treat the players uh, with the best. That's Urban Meyer. Who is he on with? Dan Dockich? Is that what I saw? Honestly, did not listen to the whole thing. But here's my, I saw some of the quotes. Why has Urban talking? Like, what do you want me to do? I don't... Dude, I find it... I'll tell you what. I find it odd that he's talking because I don't know if he's getting paid for the remainder of his contract or not. Like, I would think just from a legal standpoint, he wouldn't be saying anything. And we don't even know where that stands, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, do we have any ideas? Is he getting paid? I have no idea. Maybe he is. Maybe that's why he's like, yeah, owner's great, and I think good things down there, and... But, I mean, he's so passive in the fact that, yeah, I didn't win enough games and some things happened, made some mistakes. It's like, dude, you didn't even last a year. Yeah. Like, you didn't last a year. Well, he said the losing got to him. Like, he said he couldn't, know. couldn't take that, which he kind of attributed to a lot of people were right when they said that when he came into the league. Um, you know, losing took its toll on Urban Meyer. I said this. I, I said this. uh countless times in this process. You know, it kind of bugs me deep down about Urban and his stint here. And, you know, you're a competitor, right? So if I go tell you, hey, Austin, I don't think you got a chance this next fight, man. I won't even fight. I mean, cool. you're going to, you're going to, you're not, not going to probably care what I say anyway. But this, That's but correct. It, but then if we have a bunch of people saying it, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of people, you're going to be like, yeah, you watch this, right? There's a little part of you as a sure. competitor. Right? Uh, you tell us, hey, we don't think your uh, radio show can last uh, a year. Well, watch this, right? Mm-hmm. There's a little, we'll, we'll go grind, we'll go work, we're going to go, we're going to go find a way. Mm-hmm. Made it three. Uh, so there we go. But uh, my point being is I never understood this from Urban. Urban he- heard the heat. Urban heard what people were saying. Urban knew that people 
partly didn't like him, super polarizing, didn't think it was going to work, said he couldn't do it. And the most disappointing part of this for me about Urban Meyer is that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people said that he couldn't do it. People came in the NFL, said he couldn't do it. And he proved those damn people right. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it bothers them. Like, I, it bothers me. Like, sure. as a competitor, I know he's a competitor, right? Yeah. I know he wants to win. And so that part of it, that he, he couldn't find a way to make it work, couldn't dig out of it. Everything that people said about him, that the NFL college game different, that he wouldn't be able to handle losing, he proved them right. Like, that bothers me a little bit for the whole Urban Meyer experiment. Like, just that alone. Sports, in general, you tell people they can't do something, they're going to work their ass off and prove you wrong. Like, that's part of sports, whether it's a player, a coach, or whatever. And Urban said, eh, you know what, you're kind of right. And, and now the way he sounds in all this to me is like, eh, it didn't work, gave it a go. It's well, like, man, that's, what that's the hell? The, yeah, but that's the message he's portraying. I got he's, I he, he's portraying a, a nihilistic attitude that he's indifferent. He doesn't care. We don't know if that's the truth or not. That's maybe, true. maybe at night it eats at him. You know what I mean? That's something he's got to live with the rest of his life. Um, how he is regarded in the NFL circles and his peers, he has to carry that weight the rest of his life. So, like, I, I don't know if he's just like, you know, it's all good. You know, it's, I don't care. I mean, I, I do think it does eat at him. I think you can go on a podcast and, and try to say that it doesn't. And I don't know Urban Meyer personally. I don't know how his mindset operates. I don't know what he's thinking. But I think anybody in the realm of coaching that ego is involved that wins and losses are, are, are the primary thing and you did what you did you couldn't make it a full season yeah I, I guarantee that eats at him i guarantee he has regrets of how things were handled how could you not i guess maybe it's just his ego playing out in these moments but it's like i, I just would love to see i like I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of would like to see Urban be like, man, I really screwed that thing up. I, I wanted to be there for the long haul, and, and I messed it up. I messed it up off the field. I messed it up with my the way I, I treated people, um, my relationship, all that stuff. Like, And he said it again. I mean, But who's going to say that, Brett? Come on, man. Let's be realistic I don't here. know. It's just, I guess maybe it doesn't bother him. Because, is he just stealing money? Is that why it doesn't bother him from a public standpoint? That's why I asked the question, why is he talking? Like, he has tons of money, for him to talk about it? Right now, it, it, I don't get. Like I don't understand maybe, because he's just looking like an aloof person that we saw at the news conferences that didn't know how to coach football and was totally a different guy than they thought they were hiring. Like he's just actually like validating all that every time he opens his mouth. In my opinion, I think more the more that he's on podcasts and making his rounds, the more he's got an opportunity for a job down the line. Whether that's in some sort of you know a, 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 like a, a color commentary guy oh, yeah, or yeah. I mean like he's. He's keeping – it's all about brand for him right now. It is all about brand. Will you get another shot in the NFL? Probably not in terms of head coaching. Absolutely not. But will you get another shot in coaching someplace else? Maybe if you want it at some lower level. But it's just – it's about the brand. It's about keeping himself relevant. Like he, I mean, we're helping him. We're, caught, we're talking about him. Well, I guess. I, I just – listen, I mean, he, yeah, he is relevant when he talks. I, I, yeah. I've said that before. I said I think he will end up on TV and all this stuff. I mean, I think he will talk about it, and I think people will want to hear what he has to say, and they'll want to see if they can get more dirt about what happened. I'm not sure. Like, the last part of that quote that, he, that we just shared here was, uh, you know, they just need to do what's best for the players. Like, I'm a, I, I understand this is kind of Urban Meyer's M.O., but it's like, you didn't do what's best for the players. Like – you said you were going to do what's best for our players, but you didn't. You created this dysfunctional 
organization made it worse, and therefore that set up the failures for failure. I've never interviewed players that said all this off-the-field stuff and all this stuff affected their play. This football team said that. Yeah. I'll say this about Urban Meyer. Obviously, I'm disappointed of how things went when he was here. Um, it, it could be the worst season in Jaguars history for, for a lot of factors. But at the end of the day, like when I hear him on podcasts now or I see him making the rounds, I'm indifferent, man. Do, do what you want to do. Like, the, uh, I guess there's a, the sense of ease to me is that he's not here anymore. Yeah, I guess. So it is what yeah. it is, man. Say, say, speak your piece. Say what you want. You're not coaching the Jaguars anymore, and that's all I worry about. So best of luck to you, man. <laughs> Glenn says, last chance you for Urban. There you go. I like that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, all right, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, how do we think it went with Byron Leftwich? Could we know like soon? Anybody got a gut? I got a gut. We'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.